Guess who's back? Master Dominic makes him. I'm so excited <laughs> that I'm singing your name. How are you, Dom? I'm good, aside from the fact that I've got an ingrown hair on my scalp. Oh. And and I've gone at it like three times with a lance now to try and get it out. And it's like I've got a migraine on one side of my head because you know that really tight skin on your scalp. Um, yes. And, and like every time I laugh too hard, which is not often at the moment, <laughs> but every time I do actually allow myself to make a facial expression, it's like ah. Uh, but aside from that, that, yeah. Aside from that, I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm really well. And listeners will remember that you came on the show. Gosh, can you believe it was February or March? It was earlier this was year. It really? It was. It was very early on in 2020, before everything went a bit odd. Before the apocalypse, um, yeah. Not only were we together, we were in a, a dungeon. dungeon, which was very <laughs> exciting, a first for me. I still look at the pictures regularly. And we talked about your incredible career because you are a professional dominant. Mm-hmm. And you were, my friend, a very, very popular guest. And somebody. Even this morning, I was chatting to someone on email, believe it or not, nothing to do with anything other than we were talking about um, anti-aging facial gadgetry. Right. And this person on the other end said, oh, by the way, I've liked your podcast for a long time. My favorite episode ever was the one with Master Dominic. Oh, really? So I said, Funnily enough, I'm speaking to him in an hour. See, you remember I said in that about being a hairdresser uh, and about <laughs> how I have to pretend to be a hairdresser sometimes to like yes. fit into polite society but that now I'm having to be a hairdresser less and less. So things like that are actually really lovely and sort of um, validating that maybe I'm never going to have to be a hairdresser ever again. Because if you're getting emails like that, yeah. and the response that we got before from uh, from an audience that's not been exposed to something like that before, I think that's bloody brilliant. Mm, and obviously, listeners, if you didn't catch that episode, I will put the link in the show notes. But it was two hours mm. of talking about, uh, what was it, uh, sexual identity, understanding sexual desire, also, and then also about how you got into doing what you're doing, which is a career path I knew very little about. I, I'm going to repeat, I knew nothing about. <laughs> no, it was brilliant. That That's possibly the the proudest piece of media um, I've ever done. I, I always point someone at that. I'm sorry I couldn't hear that. Could you say that again? <laughs> no, no, I will not. You get one piece of kindness and now I'm all out. <laughs> um but no, it is. Like, I always point people at that and say, if, if you'd actually really like to, especially if I'm a bit grumpy and a bit fatigued with being asked the same questions over and over by someone in a pub. And I, I roughly remember what a pub is, I think. <sighs> um, we, we've been on total isolation. My husband had a kidney transplant. Um, and so he's higher up on the list than cancer patients for if you leave the house and get coughed on, um, you will spontaneously combust. So you've basically been in lockdown, like you haven't yeah. eased your lockdown, no. so that's tough. Well, uh, which means that you have probably had to dig deep into your very own feel-good habits, which is why I, I wanted to ask you onto the podcast to share yours. And we've already had a, a wee chat, listeners, before we started recording. And I said, how many do you have? And Dom's response was, it's just going to come out as a big, a big, big old word from I'm it. I'm terrible at, at scripts. Oh, not script, not your, that you're scripted, of course, but, but I, obviously it's good practice to like write your notes before yeah. doing, you know, a pod or an interview or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always think, right, I've nailed it. I've got all of my, and, and it goes straight out the fucking window as soon yeah, as I yeah. open my mouth. Yeah. Um, I hear you. I hear and then you. when I'm put on that spot and they go, but you were supposed to talk about this sort of thing, I, I can't remember the information. So, um, yeah. 
This yeah. is okay. This is unscripted. This is unrehearsed. Just say, so th- these are, and I will react to whatever you say. I shan't ask any <laughs> difficult questions. Do, do you want to do the foul language warning? You've not done it yet. Like, just in case, shall we do the foul language? Because I, I, I do have a, a filthy mouth. Um, listeners, I will have flagged <laughs> that this has explicit content, but just in case you are listening to this around bambinos or around people of a sensitive nature, then please be aware that there may be some swearing imminent. So, mm-hmm. Dom, go on, hit me with it. Where are we starting? Um, I know it sounds like almost counterproductive, um, but I have really, really noticed this whole culture that we have of you are not allowed to be unhappy. You're not Mm -hmm. allowed to have a bad day. You have to automatically fix it. You have to figure out what's going on. And especially throughout lockdown and and being trapped in a a small space with another human, um, I'm very, very solitary normally. You know, even as a kid, I I would not want to go out and play with the other kids. Sometimes I would be quite happy in my own company reading a book. Um, And so one of the things that that I've spoken about with my husband and, and we've set up as a purposeful intentional thing is we are allowed to have a shitty day you know sometimes you do just wake up or you know the first email you read is someone being an absolute twat and you're grumpy and you think all I want in the world is to go for a walk with the squirrels for example and this would be before lockdown as well Um, and I will say essentially please fuck off to my husband please fuck off like please leave me alone um, but I'll, I'll always make that point of communicating. It's, it's, it's coming. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> like, and every time I say that, I punch myself in the nuts. Um, <laughs> but, like, but seriously, um, I, you know, we all have like the the place that we go when we're stressed. Some people go sad. Some people go, no, I'm fine. Um, I go grumpy, you know, mm. and not not nasty, but grumpy. Um, and I don't really like to be disturbed. And there'll be times when um, my, my husband is, is a fixer. He's a typical man, you know, he wants to fix the situation. And there have been times when I'll be sat in the bedroom watching something that makes me happy. So videos of people falling over um, and it's the best thing. Um, and especially when they're like rowdy, straight white guys at a frat party and they, and they try and like jump on a table or something and miss the table and just land on their head. Um, that I just think that's natural selection at work. Um, <laughs> it, it's just really funny to watch people fall over. I'm sorry, but it is. Um, and we all went ice skating once as a family. It was possibly the best day of my life. I sat and got drunk with a hip flask and just howled uh, watching my siblings and their, their kids just eating shit over and over again. Uh, and it was brilliant. Um, but my husband will will tap on the door lightly. And so I, I might assume that, that something is required of me. And so I'll go, you know, come in. Uh, and he'll go, oh, I've just made you some lunch. And I've literally just been sat there thinking, I must have some lunch. And I'll go, I don't want it. Like, that's where I go, do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, grumpy. Yeah, and so yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. someone else has done this for me, I now don't fucking, how, how dare you bring me this delicious sandwich made of all of my favorite things? How dare you? <laughs> Um, and I've had to say to him, and, and we've had to discuss it, um, that it's okay to have a day like that. Have the shitty day. Watch the videos of people falling over, but also make sure that you're accountable. That's something I've had to really work on, is that I'm accountable for the fact that I communicate, you've not done anything wrong. I'm not being shitty 
at you, I'm being shitty to you. Sorry, no, the other way around. Other way around. I'm not being shitty to you. I'm being shitty at you. Mm-hmm. Do you. You know what I mean? And I'm aware that I'm doing it. And I'm really sorry. You've done nothing wrong. You're wonderful and I love you. But please fuck off. Please mm-hmm. just just let me marinate in it for a day. But I have a cut off of a day. Mm-hmm. Like today can be a write-off. I know not everybody always has that luxury. But even if the evening is a write-off, you know, yeah. if, you, if you were supposed to, you know, fix that DIY thing, fuck it. It can wait. Um, mm. because you can guarantee that'll be the day that you hit your thumb with a hammer and it'll make it worse and then you might have like the emotional hangover the next day of yesterday right. was shit nothing went right nothing i did went right and so why bother and then i can get stuck in that loop of just why bother um so i will allow myself one shitty day and be completely unapologetic let's say accountable but unapologetic um and because I've, I've just, I've always noticed that the people immediately have to fix the fact that they're human and they're just having a shitty day. You know, I said on the, on the episode I was on before, um, I grew up with my my mum, my, my siblings were old enough to leave home. So it was just my mum. And she, when she was on her period, obviously would be very grumpy and very like, and would apologize, would keep saying, I'm really sorry. And like, no, no, it's fine. I imagine this sucks. Like you're swollen and you're pissed off. And so, you know what? Just be swollen and pissed off. It's mm. fine. Don't apologize to me about it. Mm. Um, so I think it's uh, be kind to yourself by being an asshole. Allow yourself to be a snappy, like, and just really, really work through it. Do whatever it, you know. Also, there's, um, I'm obsessed with this TV show called First Dates, mostly because I hate most of the people on it, which I know makes me sound awful, but anybody that says that they don't hate watch any programs, or there isn't a character in a show that they hate, but they love to hate. Yeah. You know, allow yourself to feel all of it. Let it pass through you in a big old black cloud of, uh, get it out of your system, get up tomorrow, kick tomorrow's ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I hear you. I feel you. I just think uh, if I'm having a bad day, as much as I might say, do you know what, today's a write-off and you're going to be still or you're just going to read or you're going to go for a walk and do and nothing else is required of you. There will also be sort of a setting that goes off, like a timer that goes off in the back of my mind that's like, and whilst you're being still or whilst you're going for a walk, just think about how, just, just think about how you're going to move away from this feeling. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, lean into it, but also like figure out your exit yeah. strategy. Um, and I, I know it's, touchy feeling and I, I don't like people to know, to know that I do actually have a soul um it's bad, bad for the brand image um but if you're stuck in that which I've been many times if you're stuck and you can't just have one day and you can't get yourself out own that too you know mm. and go and talk to a doctor um blah blah like you know it's okay to get stuck in that loop if it turns out it doesn't work and I, I end up losing a week to being a grumpy arsehole. I am now not just like indulging in in my human emotions for a day with not really much consequence. I am now like impacting the people around me. I'm impacting yeah. my business because I, I'm not in the right mental place to answer emails. And so if you get stuck, sorry if I've enabled a stuck, but that actually can be a really healthy thing of, you know what? I think I might need a bit of help to mm-hmm. kick me out of the black cloud. Yeah, And some people that have never allowed themselves to feel the black cloud um, obviously aren't aware that they're going to get stuck in it. 
And I think ultimately that's a really helpful thing to go, oh, I think maybe I've got some some boxes in my head that need help in shuffling around. Do you know what I mean? Like it can really highlight, 100%. oh, okay, there's a there's actually a bigger mental health thing going on here right now because I can't snap myself out of it. A day of self-indulgence is not enough. Yeah. Um, and so that really helps for me, sort of like a barometer for where my head is, is if I can't wake up the next morning and kick its ass, then, okay, what's going on here? Um, so I, I think that can be really helpful, you know. My job is emotionally intensive. Um, and so if, I, if I'm in a place where I can't do it, that's not like me. I love my job. And so that's a sign that, okay, maybe I need to schedule an appointment with my GP or, or do you know what I mean? Be more proactive mm -hmm. about it. So let yourself have the shitty date. Seriously, watch videos of people falling over. It's brilliant. <laughs> I watch people being reunited with their pets. We are very different people, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, can't, I know it's, it's... I can't watch people falling. I can't because it just, it hurts me. I can't it's... watch horror movies because my body, my body generates the same stuff biologically uh, you know as, what? If, I, as if that stuff was happening to me. I so I just can't. I love to get you to watch my I'm no. a big horror film. My no. favourite is a remake of Suspiria. Really potted version, obviously. Uh, Suspiria is about a dance academy in Germany that is actually a front for a cover of Witches. And in the remake, made by Luca, Luca Guadagnino, that made uh, Coined by Your Name, blah, blah. Oh. So it's, it's a beautiful, stunning film, Suspiria. Anyway, one of the students is disgraced and is trying to leave, and the other is auditioning to play her part. And the witches like magically link her hands and feet to the girl that's trying to escape who's trapped in a room get, and get her to dance. And every time she dances, it breaks one of the girl's bones, like her jaw's coming off. Oh, um, she, she like pisses herself at one point because her, her oh. spine's twisted in. And it's amazingly, the actress did it all herself. She's an incredibly talented dancer and blah, blah, blah. So there's no CGI or whatever going on. Um, but when we went to see that in the cinema, I think about 20 people walked out. I don't really? like it, Tom. I don't no. want to hear any more about it. <laughs> like, so I, I, I love that reaction. It's a sadist in me, isn't it? I love that reaction from someone that's just like, no, what the, what the fuck? No. No. So you're don't like people. it. No. Yeah, I, do, I can't do horror movies. You, you don't find the catharsis in it or the fun in it. No. You just hate it. Uh, I watched, no, I, there's a part of me that's drawn to it. So I did watch It, Chapter 2, the other day. But I watched it on triple fast forward. So it took about 15 minutes. <laughs> And with subtitles, so you can still read everything. Yeah. But you can, but you, yeah, I just, I, so yeah. I, there was no intense music. It, the, the scary bits were over quickly. Yeah. But I've done that with quite a few horror movies. Like either, yeah, watch it on fast forward. So, yeah. Or the, or the, the TV edited version uh, of The Exorcist would be good for you then. Uh, for years, my brother was saying, I don't, because The Ex Exorcist is my favourite movie. I know it makes me sound like I'm so edgy, but this is actually one of the things from point one that I will put on, which makes me sound like I'm being an edgelord twat, but seriously, I genuinely, when I first watched The Exorcist as a, as a kid, maybe 12, 13, thought it was a satirical comedy. Um, because when you when you look at it through the lens of it being deliberately funny the comic timing of a lot of the really shocking incidents is perfect. Wow, okay. Um, so, like, the priest walks into the room where Reagan, the, the possessed girl, is, is on the bed, and he says, hello, Reagan, 
And without missing a beat, she goes, stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking worthless cocksucker. <laughs> See, you laughed. That's coming out of an 11 year, year old girl's mouth. Isn't that hilarious? Because just young lady, like he only <laughs> said hello to you. And just the fact that that <laughs> level of filth just came out of this 11 year old with no provocation whatsoever. I think that's hysterical. Um, and, and it wasn't presented. I'm laughing because I wasn't expecting it, Joe. Is, isn't it like, exactly, isn't that hilarious? Of just, whoa, <laughs> like, whoa. Back up. Yeah. I mean, I thought maybe she'd like growl at him a bit or, or something. I didn't think that was going to come out. Right. Um, and so I didn't realise until I was older and I rewatched it that like, oh, I get it. This is actually very like offensive and, and quite scary. <laughs> um, but uh, but my brother had watched it on TV and so it was edited for TV. So he hadn't seen like any of the possession scenes. So he could not understand why this film is scary. So maybe like late night TV edited horror films is where it's at for you because they edit out all, all the good well, stuff. Years and years ago, and I didn't watch it, but my mum and my brother watched um, Repo Man, and I think it was on BBC Two or something. And yeah. they, the BBC or her, the the film council, redubbed it. So instead of Mother Effer, it was Melon Farmer. Oh, and so that, that's amazing. Melon Farmer's become like an insult. Like if my brother does something, well, yeah. I do, well Melon Farmer. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry for shocking you with that. But do you see what I mean? When, when you look at it through a comedic lens, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, I can see what you're saying. It's social, It's something that you, you'd imagine in like a Seth Rogen movie, that that level of obscenity out of nowhere. Yeah. And so to me, that's just hilarious. that this Because the, the girl playing it was 11. Mm. And it's not her voice. It's dubbed over by someone else. But she mouths the words. Yeah. And I just, I just think that's hysterical. Um, Anyway. I never thought horror movies would, would feature in Feel Good Habits, so I'm delighted. <laughs> but right. it does make me feel better because it's funny and because um, I will get on some point number two. Because <laughs> that's, if I feel like I'm losing myself a bit, which we all do, you know, yeah. um, you, you're sort of thinking, where have I gone? When you're going through a stressful period, we start to neglect ourselves. Mm. And, and as as with I told you um, on, on the, the main pod, uh, about Hellraiser and jerking off to it and, and all this sort of stuff. One of the things that I've always really liked about myself is that I'm fucking weird, you know, and, <laughs> and, and that it's been presented to me numerous times that, like, actually, The Exorcist is not a comedy. What's wrong with you? Um, and so watching a film like that and remembering how confused I was, mm. I think that's really funny. Mm. Um, like if someone else had told me that story, I would laugh. So the fact that that story is about me makes me go, there I am. And I Aww. like me. You know what I mean? That's really funny. And so I'll put something like that on, even though it's hideous, um, because it reminds me that like you are you and you're brilliant and you shouldn't be laughing at this 11-year-old masturbating with a crucifix. Um, <laughs> that scene is, is comic perfection as well. Um, and so I know that what I'm doing, I'm being awful and, and I'm watching this awful film, but it makes me, it reminds me of who I am mm. and that, that that's something to celebrate. And it does put the pep back in my step um, <laughs> for, you know what, I am going to go out because especially with my job, I have to be ridiculous, you know? And so it makes me, reminds me that I'm ridiculous and that I'm me and that that's what's gotten me to where I am. Um, and so let's say get up in the morning and go and be ridiculous. Um yeah. Do you see what I'm saying there? I see. It puts the pep in your step. Just don't walk yeah. down a flight, a very yeah, steep flight of concrete right. steps. 
as in the end of the film. Oh, I get it. I thought you were referencing yeah. the people falling over videos. No, no, no. The, stairs the aren't the good. Falling downstairs videos aren't good. I mean, when someone like goes to kick a football and accidentally puts their foot on top Trust of it and, and goes yeah, bang. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. the sort I of level you. of falling over. I mean, yeah. Accidentally falls over a dustbin. Okay, right. So where are we moving on to? Oh, into one. Yeah, exactly. Where are we on to next, Dom? Where are you taking Um, us? It's going to be really, really like if you if you've placed bets on what I'm going to say, I imagine that that you're going to win. It's not something that's shocking for me. I suppose have a wank, (laughs) and I don't mean like and and wank. I mean with with women. Or vulva owners uh, as well. You know, I only recently learned the term "jilling off." Wait, what? Jilling off, because a, a, someone with a penis or a man yeah. would jack off, jack and <laughs> jill. So jilling off, and apparently that's like a common expression, and I've yeah, never I've heard, heard that it. Before. Yeah. Do you know how rare it is for me to to hear an expression about sex <laughs> and, and to go, "Sorry, what?" Um. Anyway, I don't mean what I refer to as a functional wank. Um, like a man will typically, it always makes me laugh when, when women that come to my classes are worried about his masturbatory habits, uh, being better than sex or, or preferred to, it will be like a functional, when you feel that fluid build up and, and that need for an orgasm, it's almost like you need to sneeze. It's that similar feeling of there's some pressure in my body that, that needs to be alleviated. Huh. Um, and so I've never, heard, makes, I've never heard it described like that, but that makes well, perfect sense. I, I imagine for a woman, you must be like, I don't understand what quote-unquote blue balls or, or I don't understand what that is why do you have this need to jack off in the toilet for 30 seconds when you get in from work and like literally it if you've not ejaculated recently you can feel that there's pressure build up like and the best way I can try and describe it is like a sneeze and what, perfect once, description once you get that sneeze out you're like ah there you go so <laughs> so that's a functional wank when mm-hmm. we will like you know my husband will go I'm just going to pop to the shop and I'll go how long will you be um, and he goes five or ten minutes, and I'm like, which one? <laughs> like, which is it? <laughs> How long do I have? Mm. Um, that would be a functional wank of just knocking one out. Right. So have a wank does not mean that. It mm-hmm. mean, I mean, means that. And I, again, for some people, it might be logistical issues with like hiring a babysitter or whatever. But I mean, like toys, porn if you're into it, candles if that's your thing. It's fine if you've got like a picture of a crush that you had as a celebrity that, that you keep in a drawer like whatever is your I am going to close the door and I am going to wank for like an hour if that's what it takes the sort where you have to bite a pillow because you're worried that the neighbors will call the police <laughs> like that level I mean it um of, of like touching yourself. and I know that some people have a real issue with that and that's why you should do it you know the whole cliche thing of do something that scares you every day if you're um you know looking for something that's going to make you feel good literally an orgasm will do that you know some of the uh, endorphins and chemicals and everything that are released in the body when an orgasm happens are six times stronger than valium um and so i mean the sort where you are sweating and where your core hurts, and it doesn't have to be like a workout, but you know what I mean? When you really fucking go to town um, and you like need a shower to freshen up afterwards, that level of wank. I do not mean sex. Partners are banned. Like, I know that I have an unusual relationship that I will just say to my husband, I'm going to have a wank. Mm. Go, go away. 
So I know that some people have to take a window, um, but figure out that window and do it. Like go toy shopping or don't use the toy if you don't want, or, but like a fully self-indulgent, I'm going to watch that quote, I'm, I'm doing air quotes, gross porn that I couldn't tell my friends that I liked because I'm, <laughs> I'm worried that they'll judge me. Um, and I'm going to use that enormous toy that is six times bigger than my husband that I've not been able to show him because it's going to make him feel insecure. Um, and I will not care. I, I will enjoy every second of it. Because um, like, if you want something done properly, do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, well, I, also, you touched on something here about uh, I had Lauren Mann on the podcast recently, and she actually, God love her, said Said, some, said something similar, but without your professional background. And what she said is you should learn how to pleasure yourself before you go near anyone else. Yeah. And we should take away this yeah. embarrassment factor. Yeah. Um, like the, the orgasm gap, again, I, I have to be really cautious of, of how I say it because I'm, I don't want to mansplain. Um, again, I'd punch myself in the nuts if, if I thought that's how I was coming across. Um, but yes, women are slightly more complicated to please, I suppose. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. But even as a gay man, I have had sex with women a couple of times. And, like, I don't get what's so bloody difficult about it, as, as in from the perspective of men. Like, I don't right. understand why you're struggling with this so much. It's right there. I can see it. This whole, like, finding the clip, like, it's there. I can see it. It's right there. It's it's poking out. Like, I don't understand the problem. Um, and so that's why I say do it yourself. Um but it's very true. We don't teach, especially women, about pleasure. This whole myth, I don't know if it's a complete myth. A lot of women do struggle to orgasm, but there's a lot of um, back and forth in debates from, from people that are more on the sort of medical social study side of my industry that can't tell if it's a nature versus nurture thing. You know, do women actually struggle to orgasm more or do they? is it just that they're told that they can't or they're not taught how to and so it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy that, oh, I struggle to orgasm. Mm. And I can't remember the exact statistic, but I'd be able to, it, it was 70, 75%, 76%, something like that, of women who have sex with women have an orgasm every time. And and that was, a, a lot of straight people were going like, really? Uh, yeah. Um, and so I... I I can't speak for it because I don't have a vulva. And so I don't know, but this whole, um, you know, learning to pleasure yourself. I agree. Um, I really agree. Like it's one of the things that, that keep me up so well to, to do my job uh, is my mum. If I was fiddling as kids, kids do, do you know, especially boys, like the second they discover it, uh, then, then that's it for the rest of their lives. It's complete obsession. She would go like my love, um, it's totally fine for you to explore down there, but maybe not at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you know, th- there was never shame. It was always like, that's something that you can do in your bedroom. Mm. Um, and so obviously that sort of enabled me to fiddle and to, and to figure it out. But I think mm. women especially are taught you can't, that's wrong. You know, um, a male member of my family, I have to be careful because they all listen to to my media. So I have to make it so that it's deniable as to who <laughs> I'm talking about. Um, but a male member of my family recently posted a meme on Facebook involving a porn star. And the joke was, this actor's amazing, he's so versatile. And it had all these different pictures of this guy as a fireman, as a doctor. And the joke is like, if you know, you know. You know what I mean? That that actually he's a porn star and that's why he's dressed up in all these costumes. Oh, I see, I see. Right. And a female member of my family laugh reacted to it. And the male member that posted it went, I don't understand why she's just laugh reacted to it. She's not going to know who he is. And I went, oi, oi. Like, why would she not know who this very famous, very prolific porn actor is? And like, well, because she's a girl. And like, uh huh, girls don't watch porn. And like, okay, buddy, sit down. I'm going to buy you a pint and you're going to get a a whirlwind uh, education on. (laughs) And so even from him uh, and like the pleasure thing, I was watching a program that was amazing. um, I think it was a series on Channel 4 years and years ago now um and it was a, a series like each night was a different and it was very progressive one episode was focused on old older people and disabled people having sex and people were like mind blown at the idea that old people still have sex and like mm. yeah do you know what the the biggest growth percentage of std transmission segment of society is people in old people's homes because they know they can't get pregnant that ship sailed and so they're not using condoms. And so, and then because of course, if you're a bit older, let's say you're likely to not be immune system as strong as it was. And so there are all of these like old Doris has like a super strain of chlamydia that they can't get rid of (laughs) because she's been banging everyone. (laughs) And I think it's the same for women of like, yeah, women get horny, women watch porn, women masturbate, but, but the women themselves are being told this. Mm. Of, of like no you don't or you know it's going to be super hard for you to have an orgasm or it, it should hurt loads the first time that you have penetrative sex you're told all of these things yeah um and then and it turns out that's not the case um and then uh, you, you know in straight sex which is why i'm saying have a wank it's, you know it's not have sex it's have a wank um because you then get this whole thing of during penetrative sex, a lot of women do not have an orgasm from penetrative sex. They just don't. You can, doesn't happen. It's clitoral stimulation most of the time. And a lot of women that I've taught in classes have told me, I've said, like, well, do, do you stimulate your own clitoris with a hand or with a toy or something? I'm like, well, well no, because, like, that's uncouth. And, like, dude, y- you've got a dick in you? <laughs> like, and we're talking about uncouth at this point. Like, if that's what you need to get you off, then because you, you yeah well know that 30 seconds in, he's going to get off, you know, he's going to get his mm. and you're just left there. And I know like so, some women say that they're satisfied with that orgasm. And I do agree that sex is not always about an orgasm. And that's why you have a wank. That's why you do it. So even if you are one of these people who has not quite figured your own body out yet, now it's time to start doing it. Like, I feel like e- this is your talk. <laughs> it, it is like email me and I will help you pick out toys and everything, I will talk you, I will write you a wank plan. 
if that's, <laughs> if that's what you need to get yourself to that point where you can make yourself come in those five minutes flat when he's just out of the house because like you know what I could just really do with a cheeky cheeky bean flick uh, right now um, I think that that is one of the, the it feels like few given the apocalypse the few joys of being human yeah. is that we might be trapped indoors and everything's on fire um, but we can still have orgasms and so oh my god have one a proper one the sort of one where you, you'd see on TV and you sort of think, oh gosh, that's that's very involved. She's sweating and it's all sexy angles and the, the sheets have come off the bed and everything and that sort of thing. Right. I'm gonna put your <laughs> I am gonna put your email address in the show notes so yeah. that people can yeah. get in touch. And R. maybe I my inbox. Maybe we should do a um uh Dom's top five toys. Yeah. Uh well, well maybe you can share that with me. Uh another time so um how are we how are you bringing us into land as it were is this your final feel good strategy the final feel good i struggle when we've been talking about this i've been a bit like you know be an arsehole and have a wank which which (laughs) feels very on brand for me (laughs) um and i think maybe it is an extension of the first one but on on the flip side for example um i for a long time have not treated myself because at the moment especially I'm in that mode of uh obviously I'm self-employed and mm-hmm. blah 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 so I have not treated myself to uh any new clothes any new makeup and I think it maybe it's just an extension of part one um and and this guilt of not doing it and it's uh, it's my birthday in a couple of weeks we're not gonna be able to go out turning 30 in a couple of weeks and I'm actually really excited about it I'm not one of you those people be. that's freaking out yeah like y- you could not pay me to go back to being 20 um like no fucking thank you um i mean my balls were much tighter i'm starting to get fascinated with the balls drop it's a real thing that happens as you get older <laughs> listeners I- we've talked about this already this morning you can't <laughs> go back here sorry um but and so i um found myself with a little bit of extra money this month <laughs> and one of the things that I used to do for myself that is wholesome uh, is sit and play with makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was a kid, I used, to, I used to like to paint and draw, and and then that sort of transferred. You know how a lot of sort of creative people they'll they'll find their avenue. You know, some people yeah. start knitting, other people start singing, um, and I got really into makeup. And ninety nine percent of the time that I wear makeup, it's not to go out. Um, I've just sat and played with it, and like the colours and the textures and, and the palettes and blah, 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 blah. And one of my feel-good habits for when I was able to go out would, would be to go and visit the makeup in Selfridges, mm, you know, and, and just go mm. and look around. You know what I mean? Like, on your own, headphones in. If a perfume person gets too close to me, I'm going to break their hand. Like, <laughs> once um, in... Washing line then. Yeah, just clothesline. Clothesline, not the washing neck. line. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I have a little bit of PTSD about that because I suffer migraines. Um, oh yeah yeah same it's, it's set off a lot of the time by a smell and it can be like um like the other day we got a uh tesco's meal deal um <laughs> like my my nephew uh that's staying here for us for a while is the the tesco's runner so he goes out puts his mask on gets bits from tesco's comes back in is immediately hosed down with disinfectant um in the shower anyway and he got a packet of fridge raiders which oh, is, they're just they like little, little, yeah, they are like little chicken bites. Right. Okay. Got it. Um, 
and I don't know why, and it's a migraine thing, the smell of them, it was immediately, what the fuck is that? Get it out of the lounge, like, I, and I now have to go and lie down in a dark room. Right. Um, so thank you for just sniping me in the brain with whatever the hell that monstrosity <laughs> was. Reformed chicken. It, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's no chicken in yeah. there at all. A bit. Like, did you, anyway. you know hot, hot dogs, like frankenfurters, are actually chicken? A lot of the time they're actually chicken. and you just We are going majorly off point. <laughs> anyway, I was in, Gil- uh, I was in uh, Debenhams in Guildford once and a perfume person just sprayed it in my face. No. And I had a hideous migraine for like three days. So that's where my whole like get away yeah. from me with the perfume. But I used to do that. And when Pat McGrath launched, uh, I love Pat McGrath being a, a big old goth like I am. Uh, you know, the like really graphic lines that she does around the eye and mm. everything. That's a big part of goth alternative makeup a lot of people don't know where that came from and it was pat mcgrath Mm. so when she launched her brand also it's called skin as we know i work in the skincare industry as well and very into my skin it's called skin fetish yes thank you yeah exactly like this is made for me right Mm. um the foundation is beautiful blah 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 blah. and so i I used to go in and touch them and try and figure out okay which palette am i going to get because it's a lot of money all of them all of them yeah but it's a lot of money you know and so expensive I think if it brings you joy, worth it. But also for 120 quid a palette, you, you better guarantee that every single shade in here is stunning. Mm. Um, anyway, I, I started to do that thing and I should have caught it earlier that I, I was going away, you know, and I, and I was getting stressed and overwhelmed and I was letting go of myself. That um, it was our um, anniversary and my, my husband, Jake, offered to get me a palette as a present. And I went, no, that's a silly use of money. And he went, are you feeling all right? (laughs) You you know, because this will bring you joy. You know, the packaging is beautiful. You'll sit and you'll play with it. And what I didn't realize he was doing was he was trying to like encourage, you know, come on buddy, come out of the cave a little bit. And and I was Mm. so gone that I hadn't registered that's what he was doing. And so when I had a bit of extra money this this week, I bought three. Yes. I bought three of them. and they, they arrived the other day, and for the first time in six months, I sat and I played with makeup in my bedroom, on my own, listening to WAP. If you haven't listened to WAP yet, have you? Is that the... Wet-ass wet pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it may, is it Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi, uh, Cardi B, B or Nicki Minaj and it, or someone? It is the, it's the best song of all time. Um, one of the lines is, I want you to touch that little dangly thing that swing in the back of my throat. Like... I just, I just think it's amazing. Um, but I treated myself, and that money could have gone on, you know, a bigger food shop, or I could have chipped away at my tax bill with it or whatever. But I just, on the wholesome side, went, you know what, I'm not going to indulge and be grumpy mm. like, I, like I would do at point one. Actually, what I'm going to do is go, you know what, I am deserving of a bit of joy, not for any reason. I haven't done anything to earn the joy, mm. I, I am I'm just entitled to have some. And if that joy in this sense comes from a past, and I'm not saying it's all monetary, mm. on the flip side, baby goats. You know, my part of my joy, I will treat myself to an afternoon of looking at baby goats. Um, do you know what I mean? Because it makes, it's joy and it makes me happy. If it makes you happy. Yeah. And so I spent the damn money and even then my finger was hovering over checkout and Jake was going, you know, touch the button and I, I, I sort of did it and went oh god what have I just done do, do selfridges have council policies um, <laughs> and, and he had to sort of talk me down a bit and, and be like darling 
it's your 30th in a couple of weeks, doesn't look like we're going to be able to have a party or whatever, you are allowed to buy some fancy-ass makeup palettes that make you happy, and you will sit in the bedroom when they arrive, and you will play with them. Otherwise, I am not going to let you at my appendage um, for a while. <laughs> like, there are times when I'm so mad at him um, that, like, I want to give you a blowjob, I just don't want to give you a blowjob. Um, right. <laughs> and so we, we have, like, angry blowjobs where he has to just, like, sit back on the sofa and just let me go to town because that's my happy place. <laughs> Like, don't look at me, don't talk to me, just let me suck you off. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like, allow yourself joy without justification. That's the last sort of point. That's that's the point we're getting to. And also, yeah. it leads to something else that I've really struggled with in the past, which is the scarcity mindset. I think having um, struggled with money previously... And like really having to watch every single penny Same, yeah. so not, much. Not knowing where it's coming from next. And yeah. I can go to that place very easily of like like almost like hoarding and holding and yeah. not spending and almost getting in. And I remember uh, Lee Pycroft, the uh, life coach coming on the show and just saying, that's you getting into a scarcity mindset. So actually you're sending out to the universe that money doesn't come to you and you can't yeah. spend money and it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So now actually, if ever I feel that my, because I think, every, well, not everybody, but some people are quite rational, but I think money's been a bit of a funny one for me over the years. Mm, same. And so if I find myself in that place where I'm stressing about it and I'm becoming irrational, I will buy something, yeah. even if it is like I will buy something from free people in the sale yeah, just just as a message to myself. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing to try no, totally. to explain, but I I totally get you, and, and that's what I did with these Pat McGrath palettes. That there was an element of the fact that they were pricey in yes. that, but I am absolutely not saying that anybody needs to go out and spend three hundred and fifty quid on eyeshadow palettes. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was, I really like uh, rings. I've got a real thing about finger rings, you know. Same. And some of the <laughs> you qualified it. <laughs> Fingering. Well, I, 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 I have to learn. I, like You've done it enough times on this podcast where I'll say something and people go, oh my God, I can't believe that just came out of his mouth. What's wrong with him? And so I, I've sort of learned that like I, I do have to quantify certain things because people are, I'll then start talking about finger rings and you can tell people are really confused because they think I mean an asshole. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly you bring out the prude in me it's because i know we're recording but i really feel like um, all of my reactions have been oh golly gosh oh, i love it um <laughs> but one of my favorites is like a, a big onyx ball on an adjustable band that makes my finger go green and it was six pounds on etsy and i love that ring and so it doesn't have to be about spending money it was yeah, just I kept, yeah. I kept looking at it and i kept going you know, I quite I quite like that. That's very me. That but big like Maleficent style, just one on the index finger, big yeah, ring, you know. Nice. Um and even a six pound ring, I was in that same place of but work isn't very busy this week and mm. I'm not sure what's going on about this ridiculous gas bill that's just come through. And so I was begrudging myself of a six pound spend yeah. that would make me happy. And then, like, so when I actually did buy it, it was almost like that anxiety went straight away of, like, oh, so I can spend money and my house didn't immediately catch fire and crumble on me. Yeah. It was yeah. sending a few messages to yourself. It's like, yeah, 
uh, money is not scarce and also I will not uh, act as though it is scarce and equally um, I'm worth it I'm worth a little bit of that's, an indulgence that, that's the yeah. whole thing and, and like the flip side to allow yourself to be angry also yeah. allow, allow yourself to love yourself without earning it Do you yes. know what I mean you don't have to go like oh I did this achievement today or I didn't punch that woman on the school run who I hate therefore I deserve to reward myself you actually just deserve to to have things that make you happy yeah yeah it's like when you see uh, and women do it a lot obviously I don't think I've really well, I can't think now but you know you'll often hear I'll hear friends saying oh I decided to treat myself as if yes. buying something nice was yeah. came from a place of like yeah. it was an indulgence and therefore I'm justifying it. No, yeah. I earned this it, money. I bought this thing. It, it's, a, it's a thing with, with skin, isn't it? Is you absolutely don't need to buy massively expensive products. Um, Shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> but, but seriously, um, you don't need to, but for, you know, uh, you know, the brand May Lindstrom. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful packaging. And the first time I bought a May Lindstrom, I didn't know about natural beauty and all that sort yeah. of shit. It, all I saw was this like, well, let's be honest, it's all getting a bit shit with the natural beauty movement. Everything's a fucking chemical. That's another podcast. Uh, I don't know. But this beautiful black bottle with this beautiful dandelion on it. And I thought, I'm going to get that because my husband hadn't had his transplant yet, was really ill. And I didn't actually get as much joy out of that product despite the fact that it was a treat for myself because I viewed it as a treat for myself and that I hadn't earned it that day I hadn't mm. earned spending 60 pounds on on this thing yeah because because he was suffering and I hadn't like helped him have a bath that day do you know what I mean and, mm. and that that's the memory that sticks out to me of like no I deserve that product because I earned my fucking money mm. and I wanted it and I liked it and I shouldn't have, have put it through that lens of having to treat myself or whatever. It's, and so that, that was one of those like bolt of lightning in the head moments of, yeah, Oh, yeah. I think I've just leveled up, you know, that as an adult, I think I've just achieved another, you know, that I'm allowed nice shit because I'm a good person and I work hard and I will get myself that fucking ring, even if it's only six quid. Yeah. So I will be an asshole, have a wank and then treat myself <laughs> to an eyeshadow palette afterwards. Now, those are my feel-good habits. There it's you go. It's the perfect day. It's the perfect day. Oh, Dom, you're... Honestly, I never have a bad time chatting to you. Although you know, I, I do I clench saying, quite a lot. Um, <laughs> so people thought that this is true, which is not... I, I like doing conversations like this because my husband has started telling people that I'm a cleaner because people have legitimately started accusing him of making me up. <laughs> like, they think he's not well. He got taken aside by a colleague a while ago and... Like Jake, do you need to do you need to talk to someone? Um, because I'm pretty sure that this person isn't real. Um, <laughs> because why would they do this? Um, and so I think that's uh, I love these sort of self-affirming conversations where, like, yeah, I'm fucking ridiculous, um, but I'm right, aren't I? With everything that but I've that's said, that's me. But that's yeah. me. And you're not, as you say, you're not a bad person. You're a great person to hang out with, which is why we've recorded as long as we chatted before we recorded, because it's never, <laughs> it's never awful chatting to you, my friend. So, listeners, oh. those are Dom's um, feel good habits. I will put the links to Dom. I will put his email address, and I will put any links that he may feel like sending me in the show notes so that you can find him. I'll also tag his social and I'll announce this on social media as well. You. So you'll be able to find it really easily, but yeah. genuinely thank you so much for being so open and honest. Thank you so much for just having being me you. Again. A pleasure. Anytime, my friend. Anytime.